Welcome, 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 and welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen, and I, you know what? Before we start, <clears throat> I know you probably wondering. Damn, Jay, when we, for the YouTube listeners at least or YouTube viewers, damn, Jay, when we gonna get a uh, another visual? You know what I'm saying? You you said you're gonna be back in the podcast room March 1st, and you're absolutely right. I was told that the podcast room was gonna be done with construction everything March 1st. It's what, March 4th? And I got an email last night saying that it wasn't finished. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't even know how long it takes to do construction to Like, what, what really construction do you need for a podcast room? I don't know. I'm not about to ask no questions. So, the podcast don't stop. I got to give you an audio jump. So, again, I do appreciate for people that still listen, still, you know, just, just still rocking with me. I appreciate it. But again, this is the Unpopular Podcast. And, you know, last weekend and last week and last weekend was there was a lot going on in sports uh, from basketball to football to, to soccer to UFC. There was a lot going on. And we have a lot to talk about. Like, we have a full slate to talk about. Uh, and let's just start with football. The NFL combine was was uh, the weekend just passed and there was a lot of big names a lot of people that showed out a lot of people that had great showings and all I can say is just be careful of course NFL teams know this but for the fans be careful that when you look at the combine there's a lot of things that the combine does that are cool but doesn't really matter that much in the grand scheme of things of to play NFL. Like nobody really cares. Like think about it. Unless you're a wide receiver or maybe like a like a kick returner or something. When it, when is the forty yard dash really gonna like kick in? When are you gonna get a full uncontested sprint down the field? You know. Now, yes, you need to be fast, of course, but. I'm just saying be careful. I'm just saying, be, like, Jamarcus Russell had an incredible NBA, I mean, NFL draft combine. You know what happened to him? Christian Hackenberg had a good uh, combine. And while he didn't have the great, you know what? Johnny Manziel had a good combine. So, I just say be careful. Now, there's some people that was in, like, DJ... Met uh Metcalf, I believe his name is. I'm sorry if I messed up your name. He was incredible. He, if you look at him from Old Miss, the wide receiver, if you look at him, he looks like an NFL player. 6'3, 250. I think they said he has like one percent uh 1.6% body fat. Like he looks like an NFL player. And you even saw in college how he's able to go up and, and get the ball, he's able to track the ball, he's He's good route running. He, he's a good player. He looks like an NFL player. In fact, I believe on Twitter, somebody asked Shannon Sharp, what is D, uh, DK ceiling? And he said if he plays with his potential, he's a Hall of Famer. And and I don't, I, I don't know what qualifies as a Hall of Famer or not, but he looks like an NFL player. He looks like what he's supposed to be doing every day is playing NFL. That's the same thing with Quentin Williams from – from Alabama, he he's huge, he's huge and fast. Like those, outside of DK defense, the defensive side of the ball won the NFL combine. Players like Quentin Williams, uh, Jamal Den from Auburn, Greedy Williams from LSU, Montez Sweet from Mississippi State, like the defense. They are quick. They they were able to get off, you know, do the drills good, uh, the reps, the bench press reps. Like they, they, defense is heavy in this draft, and we all knew this. We all knew that the defense was going to be front and center. Like this is one of the best defensive drafts in a while. Offense, not so much, but defense. This is this is one of the best drafts, and we saw for the combine. This this is. This is a generation of players that are quick. Now, I'm not saying that nobody's ever been quick, but there are defensive linemen, defensive linemen 
that ran a faster 40 than than wide receivers. And that's no slight on the wide receivers. That's just the defensive lineman's getting up there, bro. That this this is going to be hell. Nick Bosa did good. And he he was projected for a while to be the number 1 overall pick. So I, I, again, be careful about having high hopes for people in, after watching the combine. Definitely definitely have to look at the tape. But you know, college tape cuz like I said, the combine, it's 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 yeah, it's a stressful day for players cuz this is their ultimate showcase, but at the end of the day, the combine there's nothing that you can there's nothing the combine does that can replicate playing an NFL game on a Sunday or a Monday or Thursday. So I just be careful but and, and I'm not I'm not saying that to tarnish anybody's name. I'm not saying that to to diminish anything that these potential NFL players did. Shit, I couldn't do half the stuff they did. I can't bench press thirty like what, two two fifty two hundred pounds. I can't do that thirty two times. And I'm six two. So you know, I I just say be careful. As a fan, as a as a organization, just be careful. Another thing that came out of the combine was Kyler Murray. Now, of course, his measurements came out to five ten. We knew he was short. Um and now speculations are, and, and it's a little more than speculation because a lot of people are reporting that the Arizona Cardinals, who has a number one pick, will potentially pick him number one. Now, this is the same Arizona Cardinals that have Josh Rosen, and more than likely they would try to trade him. Uh, you know, Arizona Cardinals have a lot, a lot wrong with them. They don't have the best offensive, and they don't really have a good offensive line, and their defense isn't the best. While it's not terrible, terrible, it can still need some improvement. They definitely need some. I mean, they have David Johnson, but they definitely need some wide receivers. They need a lot. To me, the last thing they need, however, is a, a quarterback. Because they have Josh Rosen. And while Josh Rosen didn't have the greatest season last year, I still think that he, I mean, it was, it was his rookie year. I think he needs time to develop and grow. But, you know, uh, new coach Kingsbury, he's always been high on Kyler Murray. And now that he is the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Reports are pretty much saying that the Arizona Cardinals more than likely will take him number one, which means that the Arizona Cardinals will try anything they can to trade Josh Rosen. And I have a couple of teams that could use Josh Rosen. Number one, the Washington Redskins. Now, we're going to talk about the Redskins a little later, but the Washington Redskins need a quarterback. Right now, their quarterback is Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is not getting it done, bro. Colt McCoy is a good backup quarterback, but and and I know you're saying, well, Colt McCoy is a, a vet. He he's been in the league a lot longer. He's gonna do what he's gonna do. Yeah, but Colt McCoy is not a starting quarterback. And while the Red, like I said, we're gonna talk about the Redskins a little later, but the Red, like I said, no telling when Alex Smith's gonna come back. And like I said, Colt McCoy was even injured last year. So it's just it's really confusing as in what they're gonna do. Another team is the New York Giants. Now reports have already come out saying that they're trying, they're pretty much gonna keep Eli Manning. Now I hope that is just man, I'm, I feel bad for, and I'm a I'm a I'm a Redskins fan and they're in the division, but I feel bad for Odell Beckham Jr. and Saquon Barkley. Man, Eli isn't Eli anymore. Eli was never like torch but he has a two-time Super Bowl champion they need to draft a quarterback if they don't draft a quarterback they need to at least like trade for one hell uh CC see the Raiders are, are trying to give up Derek Carr because there's some they're they're talking about trying to go for Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray as well so it, I don't know I don't I don't think Kyler Murray I don't I don't know why you would draft Kyler Murray number one when 
your biggest problem isn't quarterback. When your biggest problem is defense, and this is a defensive-heavy draft, why would you draft Kyler Murray? And this is no slight against Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray possibly is going to be a great player in the league. I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad about Kyler. I'm just saying, why would you draft a quarterback at number at the number one spot when a quarterback isn't your biggest problem? You know, it, it's confusing to me. But hey, that's. I guess you can't pass up Kyler Murray. Like I guess they think he's the next Russell Wilson or or Drew Brees, and he, and he could be. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I mean, he's a, he's definitely a better runner than Drew Brees. He's definitely a better runner than uh, Russell well, Russell Wilson. And I, I heard a lot of people comparing him to Michael Vick. Don't let's come on now. Don't don't do that. I'm I know I did a podcast a little earlier in this podcast journey when I said that I'm picking Cam Newton over Michael Vick, but Kyler Murray ain't no Cam Newton, and he's definitely not Michael Vick. So. And, and you know who this news is good for? Kyler Murray going number one. This news is really good for the Giants and Dwayne Haskins. Because we all know that the Giants need a quarterback. God, they need a quarterback. But, and I, and I don't think they, they're, I don't, I don't see them, I don't see Kyler falling as far to the Giants. I don't think they're going to at least, if he doesn't go number one, I don't think they're going to, He's going to get past the Raiders. But they need a quarterback. And Dwayne Haskins had a pretty good combine as well. So I think that this this he'll he'll be great. To me, he'll be great for. Now, he's he's more of a little project. Not, not little project. He's more of a project. You still need to shape his, his, his running ability. The, he still a, has a dynamic arm. His pocket presence is pretty good in college, so we'll see how that translates to the league. But you give him weapons like Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Sterling, that that's what they that's that that'll definitely help him. And of course, if they're if the Giants are already planning on keeping Eli, he'll be able to back up a, a veteran quarterback and, and and learn from him and and see how it goes. So. I think this the Kyler Murray news helps the Giants incredibly as well as Dwayne Haskins. More Dwayne Haskins than the Giants cuz I don't see I don't see Dwayne Haskins going past the Giants. And if he does go past the Giants, look out for the Redskins. And that's the second time we talked about the Redskins, so let's talk about it. Washington, all right. So AB Antonio Brown came out with an interview he had an interview with ESPN and it was an interesting interview now I'll say this on one hand it was it was a it was a great interview I'm not I'm not hating I'm not doing anything if we're if we're talking about you know empowerment player empowerment uh taking control of your own destiny not needing the league there was a great I'm it was a great look I'm all for a player taking control of their destiny I, I've said that many times I champion players doing doing what they do and you know Antonio Brown saying I don't need the league and stuff like that I get that I get the fact that Antonio Brown is his own man Antonio Brown doesn't need to try out for any team Antonio Brown is is has made his mark on the league. Antonio Brown is a Hall of Famer already. He has his money. He has his 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 mansions. He he got his family straight. I get that, and I respect that. If we're talking about uh, a black man, if we're talking about a, a a business mogul, if we're talking about taking control of your destiny, I completely get that, and I'm all for that. But if we're talking about the football side, that was a tough interview. And I'm going to tell you why. As a GM of a franchise or an owner of a team, the one thing I don't need is a player that's pretty much saying, I don't need you guys, you need me. 
because at that point you get into the territory of why did I, you like I don't need to try my hardest because y'all niggas need me you know he and even Larry Fitzgerald can and Larry Fitzgerald who is most definitely a first ballot hall of famer one of the greatest wide receivers to play with no no good quarterbacks except for two he came out and said you know AB doesn't know how it is not to play with a hall of fame quarterback it gets hard out here for wide receivers that don't play with good quarterbacks. And hell, you, you want you want look at DeAndre Hopkins before Deshaun Watson came. While he was putting up numbers, nobody was ever really talking about DeAndre Hopkins being a unless you're a Texans fan or or a diehard football fan. Nobody was talking about Dwayne Haskins. I mean, uh, DeAndre Hopkins being a top wide receiver in the league because he played with trash. Again, I'm all for players taking control of their destiny. I'm all for it. Trust me, I am. But in, in, in the interview, and Antonio Brown really showed me that he, he understands his value. And he understands who he is he understands what he brings to the table and I and I love that and I respect that but what I'm also cautioning is yeah if you're if you're if you're not really thinking about football which it really kind of sound like he wasn't he's not really he doesn't really care like football is not his number one not his, not his number one focus I, I if, if that's the case I get it and that's exactly what it sounded like but if if you're trying to make a team, hell, look look at the teams interested in him now. The Redskins, the Raiders, and I believe the Jets. And the Redskins are like, out of all those three teams, they're like number one in landing uh in landing A B. As a Redskins fan, I'm excited. That's a dynamic. That's a dynamic wide receiver that we've we've never had, or we haven't had since maybe Art Monk and them. And that'd be exciting, but then again, that goes back to what I was saying with the Redskins. We need to tr- we need to get a wide we need to get a quarterback. Just Colt McCoy ain't it. And a, a report came out saying that Nick Foles is about to sign a deal with the Jaguars. So that's another wide. I mean, that's another quarterback that we don't get. The Redskins need a and, and and if we're talking about going to the draft, like outside of Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray, what quarterback are you really bullish on? I'm not bullish on any of them. Not the not homie from Mizzou, not Will Will Greer, not the dude from Duke. I'm I don't care about none of them. Them they ain't changing no franchise it's right now. How it looks. So what I'm saying is, A B, I get it, man. I, I and I'm not saying my word is bond. I'm not saying that at all. You're gonna do what the hell you're gonna do. You're 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 the player. You got millions. Like you said, I, I got a hundred million dollars. I've made a hundred million dollars. I get that. And I'm with that. Just be careful about what you say when in pertain in when we're talking about football. If we're talking about being a mogul, do you think? You're absolutely right. The teams don't need you. I mean, the, you don't need the team. The team needs you. But if you're really trying to be back in football, and I'm not saying that you, this interview is going to diminish his chances from being on a football team. I'm not saying that at all. Because somebody will pick up A.B. But Antonio Brown, I'm trying to tell you, and and, and and I'm a Redskins fan, and I'll be the first to say it's different playing for Washington than playing for the Steelers. Washington, we have false belief that we're going to make the Super Bowl every year. <laughs> Steelers is actually a chance you could make it with the talent that you guys have or the talent that the Steelers have year after year. There's, there's an actual chance. The Redskins, we just, hey, this is our year. We're like Cowboys fans. This is our year. Cowboys fans are a little more obnoxious, but it's our year. We got it. And then you turn around and boom, 
don't got it. So, I just say be careful, man. I just say be careful of what you say. Especially if you want to get on the best team. Like you're going to get on a team, like I said. But if you want to get on the best team, I just I just be mighty careful with, with some of the words that you use, man. That's all I'm saying. If I sound like a hater, hey, I'm not I'm not trying to be. That's you know, if I sound like I'm not pro black, that's the last thing I am. Again, I'm 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 pro somebody taking control of their situation. But A B or Mr. Big Chess or what he calls himself has already come out and said that he wants to play for if you're not trying to contend and you're not trying to be a championship team, don't call him. You just heard my list. What team, which I think the Steelers are, I mean, the Seahawks are on it too. But the Seahawks will have to make some moves to get him. out of the Outside of the Seahawks, what team is a championship team? You didn't hear me say the Packers. You didn't even hear me say the Colts. You didn't hear me say the Pat- Patriots. You didn't hear me say none of them. In fact, there was a, a story that came out saying the Patriots were trying to trade for o- uh, Odell Beckham. So just be careful, Abe. Just be careful, A.B. And speaking of the Steelers, there was a report came out that says Le'Veon Bell, who is a free agent, is is pretty much signed, still delivered to go to the Jets. Now that's huge for him, and that's huge for the Jets. And I say it's huge for him because he's pre- that means the Jets is willing to pay whatever he like the what what he wants. He sat out a year because he didn't feel he was he was fairly compensated for his work. Which I get. There's no reason why you'd sign this early in, and he hasn't signed, of course. But there's no reason why he'd sign this early in his in his free agency if a team is not willing to pay what he wants. And looks like the Jets are. Now, I'd be careful, Le'Veon, because the Jets have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. One of the worst. Sam Darnold was regularly sacked. But you're playing alongside Sam Darnold. And that's different, you know. Sam Darnold is, is or at least looks like he could be the future of the league. So you have Sam Darnold with a running back. That, that, that helps Sam Darnold as well, of course, with a running back like Le'Veon Bill, who is a dynamic runner, and he can catch out the backfield. That 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 does a lot for, for, for Sam but again, you better sure up that that offensive line, especially in this draft. You don't need, yes, you need wide receivers, but you have eight rounds. Wait, how many rounds? Twelve? Eight? You have eight rounds. You have however many rounds in the in the in the draft to get them. You need an offensive line. Get uh, your first five draft picks should be all offensive linemen. And then worry about the other things, especially if you get Le'Veon Bell. So that that's that's I mean, Le'Veon Bell at his best is one of the best, if not the best, running back in the league. And pair him up with a young, upcoming quarterback like Sam Darnold, the sky's the limit for both of them. You just, like I say, you just have a lot of other things you need to sure up before he he wears that green and white. So, in other news, uh, a report came out that Todd Gurley has arthritis in his knees. And, thank, first of all, thank God that story came out. Because people were, like myself included, like, what the hell's wrong with, with, with Todd Gurley? He wasn't good against the Saints. And he, wasn't, he definitely wasn't good in the Super Bowl. And... You can't tell me that a all a all pro running back, one of the best, you know, MVP caliber player just had two bad games, especially for his stock. You can't tell me that. You have something ha- there's no reason why Ty Gurley looked that bad in the two most important games of his career. And lo and behold, a report came out that he has arthritis in his knees. Now, it's 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 just a flip side to each coin. There's a good side, as in, at least we know that he just didn't he he just didn't show up here because he didn't want to show up. 
at least we know that there was a reason why he played that bad. It's not because Todd Gurley just shrank or, you know, let the moment get too big for him. But on the flip side, as a franchise and as a player, it's kind of scary when your best player not only is a running back, which is the most physical, the most physical position on the field outside of linemen, but you you don't really know how many years you have with those arthritic knees. And from a person that I don't know if I have arthritis, but I struggle with knee pain a lot. I can't bend my right knee for longer than at least 15 minutes before it's in like excruciating pain. Anybody that knows me knows I either stand up or I uh, I stretch my legs out. I, and I'm I'm only six two. And I'm not no I'm not as dynamic as Todd Gurley. I'm not the face of a franchise like Todd Gurley. And I have trouble. And I don't even play football. I just play basketball. I don't play football. So I, I don't know how this affects Todd Gurley's future, as in money wise. And I hope it doesn't. But that's that's scary as a as an organization hearing that your best player is hampered with something that's not even really curable now of course you can you can have therapy for it uh you can take pills and stuff but that's not something that is 100 percent curable and I, again i hope that doesn't affect his draft stock i mean not draft stock his his money especially with free agency hits or or anything like that i just i don't know it, it's something to really think about and it's something that teams will definitely think about. It's 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 scary. It is scary. But, you know, Todd Gurley is still one of the best players in in the in the NFL. And I I'm just glad that that report came out. I'm not glad that he has arthritis, but I'm glad it came out because now we know it's not all. It's not Todd Gurley's fault why he played like absolute trash, the last the last two uh, last two games of his career. So I mean not career, last two games of the season. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, let's let's switch over to the NBA. So the Lakers suck. <laughs> oh, and the Celtics suck, and it's crazy, man. I, I talked about this on my last podcast a little bit, but it's gotten worse since then. So the 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 Celtics lost to the Rockets yesterday by like a lot of points. They were down twenty eight at one point, and the Lakers lost to the goddamn Suns. And the talk today, now the talk today is about Kyrie. Of course, he he seems frustrated. He's letting the the media frustrate him and boggle him and on on top of that they're losing so i don't i don't see unless they they i don't i don't you know i really don't see how they get how they keep Kyrie. i don't see how Kyrie wants to stay with this team he looks miserable he looks like he don't want to play with Jalen brown he looked like he don't want to play with jason tatum he looks like he don't want to play with marcus smart he looks like he don't want to play with marquise more i mean marcus morris and the problem is they all look like they don't want to play with him either. Like, it's... I, I don't remember who said it today, but there was a good analogy. What Kyrie Irving is to the Celtics right now is what Paul George was to Indiana. Now, don't get me wrong. Paul George was a great player, and he is a great player. He's a, he's a MVP candidate. But, Kyrie, I mean, Paul George wasn't didn't fit, especially the last, few, uh, the last year or so, with Indiana. Players, he, you know, he he had one foot out, one foot in, which, as in, like, he didn't want to be there anymore. He told them he didn't. He told the team he didn't want to be there. He was still playing, and you know, t the, the the team and the players really didn't want to play with him. Now, does that take away from his greatness? Not at all. But you look at Kyrie. Kyrie is a great player, arguably top ten player in the league, but. His team doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to play with the Celtics. The Celtics don't want to play with him. At least that's what it looks like on the court. 
And when you're getting blown out by the Rockets, who on paper you're a better team than. And they're lose to a lot of teams, but they're better teams than. Like, they're better team. They're, and you know what's worse for the uh, for the Celtics? It's about to get – I think they play Golden State tomorrow. <laughs> like, or, or sometime this week. I know they play Golden State. I believe it's tomorrow for players only on TNT. So it ain't about to get no easier. I just – both these teams are in a mess right now. And let's get back to Lakers for a little bit. The – there's a there's a question. I mean, I mean, in, in the media circles, there's a question going around saying, if the Lakers don't make the playoffs, will this affect LeBron's legacy? I say yes. Now, is LeBron James still top one or two ever? Yes. Um, that's we're not taking away from LeBron. He's he's still greatness. But let's look at LeBron James' track record with teammates. Kyrie, him didn't work, at least towards the end, due to trade talks. And there was a report that LeBron wanted Kyrie uh, wanted Kyrie in a trade for Chris Paul. Now, of course, they've since reconciled and everything, so, you know, shouts out to them. Anthony Davis might not go there. And look at the 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 mess that he had with the with the Lakers right now. See, LeBron James is a great player, and Le, but LeBron James is a system. LeBron James is a he's he's a he's a whirlwind. As in, he's so great, and he knows he's so great. You pretty much have to conform to him. And he's not. Now, I think when players buy in, he's a great teammate. But right now, like like Colin Cowherd said today, this year he was terrible at leading. Now, is he a terrible leader? No. We all, I mean, we all have bad years, I guess. But he was a terrible leader this year. He looks disinterested. He looks like he doesn't care. He, I mean, he he knows how to say the right things. But it looks like his folk right now it looks like his focus not on basketball i mean he just a and r the two chains album which is a pretty good album by the way um he just released a shot with had anthony davis and a b on it which was pretty revealing uh about you know a b's intentions and antonio i mean uh and anthony davis intentions and it's just it looks like lebron james's focus is not on basketball and it's hard when you're playing with young players that not only were in trade talks, but they're in trade talks, and now the the best player is is disinterested. And half of them know, uh, I'm not even about to be playing with you next year, or I might not be playing with you next year. Same thing as the veterans, Lance Stevenson, Rondo, JaVale McGee, Michael Beasley, who's in China right now. It's like they're looking at LeBron to me, and this is what I think. They're looking at LeBron like, bro, you're, you're – we know, like, look, it's not even just LeBron. They're looking at the whole or- Lakers organization like, I'm out for myself. There should be no reason why you lose to the Grizzlies. There should be no reason why you lose to the Suns. But you did. LeBron James gave half-assed effort. The whole team, Brandon Ingram, while he's playing great the last few, few uh, week or so, he's still taking, he still takes bad shots. Kuzma hasn't been playing well. Lonzo Ball, they need him back. Rondo's been jacking threes, which I was like, yo, what the f-? Yo, what? I don't remember what game it was. But Lonzo had like, I mean, uh, Rondo had like nine threes in the first quarter. I'm like, what are you doing? It's, the Lakers and the Celtics are two teams that are not on the same page with their superstar. Whether that's LeBron James isn't on the same page as his young players or the management's not on the same page as LeBron and the young players. Uh, They can't stand Luke, so Luke's definitely gone next year. Uh, It's just everybody's on the same page, same as the Celtics. It's like right now it feels like it's everyone against Kyrie. And... 
it, it helped Kyrie that he called LeBron, I guess, midseason. But it didn't help the young players. Like, why are you calling LeBron? You're supposed to be the leader of us, you know? So it, it, it's looking real sketchy for for the, the Lakers. And you know what's crazy? And I keep saying this. I say this over and over again. I don't know if anybody listens, but I, I've said this. Now this will be the third podcast. or Yeah, the third podcast I've said this. What if the Lakers don't get a big free agent? Like, let's look at it. Philly's probably going to re-sign Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. So that's two off the books. I don't see Kevin Durant going there. Kevin Durant's either, to me, going to stay in Golden State, at least for another year, or go to the Knicks. That's, that's three. I don't see Kyrie staying with the Celtics, but I think he'll go to the Knicks along with Kyrie. I mean, along with uh, KD, or he goes to LA with the Clippers. Now he could go to the Lakers. He could, but I don't see I don't see Kyrie doing that. That's three. I mean, that's four. Kawhi Leonard. To me, and, and what reports have come out and saying that he's either going to stay in Toronto, depending on how far they get in the playoffs, or he's going to go to the Clippers because he doesn't want to play with LeBron. Anthony Davis is pretty much the number one person that people think they're going to get. But what if he goes to the Celtics and they make it to the, I don't know, they make it to the championship? Not saying they win it. What if he goes? What if he goes to the Celtics? Because the Celtics have, while the Lakers have the most players, the Celtics have the more the the more desirable picks. That's another person you don't get. So who are you left with? Demarcus Cousins, who you had an option to get when he was a free agent, but you didn't take him. That's why he's on Golden State. So what if the Lakers don't get anybody, any superstar? They just get some good, maybe A minus, B plus level players like, like Kimba, and they could get Kimba. That, that that will take the biggest hit on LeBron's legacy, cause that that really shows that superstars don't want to play with LeBron. And I'm not saying, and that's not saying that LeBron is trash. Or LeBron's a bad teammate. It's just superstars don't want to play with him. That's what that's. If, if nobody goes to him, all these free agents, if they don't go to him, like, that's pretty revealing. That's that's pretty revealing. I don't know. This it's just a it's a it's been a crazy year for the Lakers. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. And while LeBron James went and they knew that it wasn't it was gonna be tough, I don't think they ever envisioned not making the playoffs, especially over the Kings and the Clippers. But this is really this is shaping up to be a very, very important off season for the NBA. What ha- like there's a couple of what happened. There's a lot of players that can change the landscape of the league. KD leaving. Kawhi leaving. Or Kawhi staying. Kyrie leaving. Jimmy Butler leaving. Tobias Harris leaving. Kimball Walker leaving. Where will Anthony Davis go? This is a, this is a very important offseason. And it's not only a very important offseason to the NBA or for the NBA but it's a very important offseason for Kyrie Irving and LeBron James right now Kyrie does not look great at all neither does LeBron especially not Kyrie though and it definitely it definitely we'll definitely see what how not only players feel about LeBron and the Lakers organization especially free agents but We'll also see what happens with Kyrie. Because if Kyrie doesn't like the media and how they spin things in Boston, what the hell do you think is going to happen in New York? Where they booed poor they booed Porzingis relentlessly on draft night. 
they booed they booed uh Melo dropped what 62 or 60 64 one game right the next game i believe they lost by like 20 and they they booed everyone so I, this is a very important offseason for lebron and kyrie and the celtics and the lakers and we'll just see how it goes um before I get off of basketball, I, just, I have to give a quick shout-out to Trey Young for dropping 49 against the Bulls in the, what, four-overtime game while they lost to the Bulls because Zach Levine also dropped 47. That was a that was one of the most exciting games of the year. Trey Young hitting big shot after big shot. Zach Levine coming back, hitting big shot. He did have a, a couple of big turnovers to, you know, send the games to a couple more overtimes, but... It, it was it was a good game that you know that was good that that was exciting you know though when we talk about the NBA being exciting that's what we talk about that that is you know it's funny when we I was on the train I, I didn't know how good Trey Young was gonna be I was one saying that he should have definitely he shouldn't have been like I think Luca and to me he's still going to be um he's still going to be number 1 or no he's still going to be rookie of the year and I thought you shouldn't have you should not have traded um Luca for Trey Young but you know it is what it is. And it you know, it all I'm saying is I didn't think Trey Young was gonna be this good. Trust me, I didn't. And that's nothing against Trey Young at all. But I think we Trey Young is has has you know what it is? Trey Young has done what we thought he would do. We thought Trey Young was going to be a great uh, score, and that's what he is. I just didn't think he was going to be this good this early. I knew he was going to be good, but this early. We knew he was going to be a great passer. He is. And, um, again, I still wouldn't have traded him for Luka, but he's, he's exceeded expectations. Shouts out to them. Oh, and a quick update, actually. Remember, so I, I, I introduced a uh, a new... What's the word? A, a new segment, which was Game of the Week. That's I end every show now. Well, I got myself a, a soundbite, too. Uh, like a bumper type thing. <laughs> so stay tuned for the, that at the end. But at the end of every show, I give the Game of the Year. I mean, Game of the Week. And I talked about the WCAW, which is the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference. They had a tournament last, uh, like last week. And my games were the men's and women's tournament. And the results of that is the Gonzaga College men, or boys team, whatever you want to call them, beat St. John's College. Now, of course, these are all, uh, you know, all high school basketball, but Gonzaga College beat St. John's College 60-56. to 56. Now, if you ask me, I thought it was going to be Gonzaga and DeMatha or Gonzaga and, or, or DeMatha and Paul the Sixth Catholic. It wasn't the case at all. <laughs> DeMatha lost by one to St. John's, uh, and Gonzaga beat Paul the fifth, Paul the sixth, sixty-three to fifty-five. And then, of course, the championship game, which was St. John's and Gonzaga, Gonzaga won sixty to fifty-six. And I also talked about the females, and on the female side. Bishop Magnamare lost to St. John's College 66 to 51. 
So those are my uh, game of the week updates, and let's move out of let's move out of basketball. Just just quickly, Barcelona wins uh, another El Clasico. That's Barcelona against Real Madrid. Um, you have, I mean, when I say another, they the Barcelona's pretty much owned Real Madrid the last few. Years. I think they won like the last three uh, El Clasicos. Uh, Suarez was great. Messi was great. And I think they won like 3 to 1 or f- no, it was 5 to 5 to 1, I believe. They they beat the sh- they dogged them. But like I said, and, and this just this just cements the fact where I think that Messi is the greatest soccer player ever. Now, of course, Ronaldo, you have Pele, you have a lot of people, but I I think Messi is the greatest. I, I did a I did a podcast or on popular pot on popular topic of the week one podcast about it, but yeah, uh, Barcelona wins yet another El Clasico. So, shouts out to them. And before we get to the unpopular topic of the week, let's just I'm gonna give you the results for UFC two fifty three. Uh, John Bones Jones, who I think is the greatest UFC fighter ever. He he's the total package to me. Um, he's the greatest. He beat Anthony Smith by decision. Uh, Kamaru, if I mess up your name, my fault, bro. <laughs> Kamaru Usman beat Tyron Woodley by decision. Ben As Askren beats Robbie Lawler by submission. Uh, on the females, Willie Yang or Zhang beat. Teca Torres by decision and Pedro Munhoz beat Cody Garbet Garb whatever <laughs> by TKO. So those are the results of the UFC two thirty five, which happened on Saturday, I believe. So with that being said, uh let's get to the unpopular topic of the week. Welcome to the Unpopular Opinions. Unpopular Opinions. Have unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Okay, so what's an unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinions. To utter such blasphemy. He's got the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated goal to echo such blasphemous nonsense. Just blasphemy. As As an organization, as a school, as a team, as a franchise, you never want your best player going out in injury. You never want any player going out for injury. But in players going out in injury, it really gives you the opportunity to evaluate what you have, the talent that you have. Evaluate which teams are going to step up, evaluate which players aren't as good as you thought or wish players are better than you thought. Everybody knows that knows me, knows I'm a North Carolina fan through and through. We're ranked third. The uh, AP poll came out. We're ranked third. Stop playing with us. Tar Heel Nation, baby. (laughs) But in a game against the first matchup against Duke, because we played Duke on Tuesday again, but our first matchup against Duke, Zion Williamson uh, blew out his shoe. We talked about this. Blew out his shoe and sprained his knee. And he hasn't been back since. He's probably, a report came out that he's more than likely going to return um, on Tuesday to play North Carolina. But, which we big because North Carolina is ranked third and they're ranked fourth. So, that's, that's going to be huge. And I believe the winner of that has a definite chance of being a number one seed come, you know, come March Madness or tournament. But Zion Williamson got hurt, and he hasn't played since. And going into the season, I was one person that said, you know, Zion Williamson is is a great player. Zion Williamson is an exciting player, but Zion Williamson has holes, and Don't be surprised if R.J. Barrett is better than Zion. Surely coming into college basketball, R.J. Barrett was better than Zion. 
and of course Zion took over the nation with his incredible defense, his the, you know the way he plays, he, reckless abandonment. He jumps out the gym, and everybody rid him, writ, you know, put him as number one, the number one draft pick, Zion Williamson, rain, sleet, shine, one leg, two legs, one arm, two arms. Zion Williamson, I don't care what happens to him, he's number one draft pick. Then he gets hurt. And while people, you know, Zion should shut it down, Zion is still, you know, I, I don't care, he's still number one draft pick. Don't forget about R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett has shown people, or reminded people just how good he is you see going into this season being a North Carolina fan I was nervous about Zion I'm like damn but Zion good as shit like God good but the person I was really fearing was RJ Barrett RJ Barrett left-handed he can he can finish on both sides of the rim he like James Harden he can get to the rim effortlessly while he still needs to work on his shot and so does everybody in Duke except maybe Cam Reddish he uh he he he's at least a, a threat from three. He's a great def- he's a great defender. Yeah, he needs to work on his decision making, but he's still young. And I knew going in, yo, RJ Bear is gonna be a problem. And now we sit here today. Zion hasn't played the last what three games? I don't think it'll happen because the fan backlash would be crazy. But I'm on the mindset of thinking maybe R.J. Barrett, not Zion, should be the number one draft pick. Zion is, a, again, Zion is a freak of nature. 6'6", six, six or, yeah, 6'8", or 6, no, 6'6", six, six or 6'8", six, 285 pounds. He's a freak of nature. You know, he, he, he has athletic ability out of this world. But if you're a franchise that wants a, I'm not going to say a solid, like a, like a already made pick, but if you want a player that doesn't take as much or is going to need as much shaping and grooming as Zion, why not get R.J. Barrett? R.J. Barrett's a better scorer than Zion. He's not a better defender, but he still plays defense. And R.J. Barrett has played against NBA players. Remember, he did play on Team Canada, which did beat some, at least rookies this year, in FIBA. He Remember, Canada, he did... Upset USA and and not like the NBA like Steph Curry and all them, but he did uh, uh, upset when he did play FIBA. He did give um, deliver Canada a championship. So, of course, I don't think that any team will pass up on Zion, and I don't think that and and not just because you know all the attributes that he brings, but. The fans would kill any team that that go, that has number one and doesn't pick up Zion. I don't care if it's the Knicks, the Lakers, the Grizzlies, the Cavaliers, the Bulls. I don't care who it is. The Hawks. No team is passing up on Zion. But as a general manager, I'd think to myself, you know what? R.J. Bear has shown up uh, uh, the ability to carry a team. Maybe I might want R.J. Now, I'm not going to say this. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I, I more than likely would pick R.J. Barrett over Zion. Attributes, of course, Zion to me has a bigger, like a, a higher ceiling. Like, I don't think he has a ceiling. But... How many players, and I'm not saying he's going to do this, or I'm not saying he's going to be trash or anything, but how many players have really reached that potential? Of course, you have, like, LeBron, Curry, Durant, Giannis, Paul George, 
you know, those players, of course, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, they've reached their their ceiling. And their ceiling is hella high. But how many players have come out and we thought, well, they have a crazy their ceiling's gonna be crazy. And they haven't quite reached it. Carl Anthony Towns. Andrew Wiggins. Jaleel Okafer. You know, like Austin Rivers. Stanley Johnson. Jalen Brown. What I'm saying is, Zion's great and all, and I'm not taking anything away from Zion. And I know, like I said, no team is going to not pick him up. But if I was a GM, I'd look really hard and think really hard. Well, should I pick R.J. Barrett over Zion? And R.J. Barrett has shown in feeble play and even without Zion that he can carry a team. And he's damn good at it, too. Just something to think about. But with the last topic of the day, and like I said, this is a new newish topic. Uh, let's get to the game of the week. Game blouses. Game. I call game. Expect the game. It's game time. It's, no game. it's the game of the week. Play the game. So, I'm gonna hype up my alma mater. I'm, I'm gonna talk about it all the time. Boys College Tigers, they won the NAIA National Championship. No, I'm sorry. They won the AII National Championship, beating College of Ozark or something like that. Uh, and now they will be playing for the NAIA D2 Na- National Cham- Championship. They're playing in the tournament. The D2 tournament starts Thursday, I believe, or NAIA tournament starts Thursday. Um, and the Voorhees College Tigers will be going against College of Idaho. Voorhees is ranked seventh in the tournament, and College of Idaho is ranked second in whatever side of the bracket they're on. I don't, I don't remember what that side is called. But the Voorhees College Tigers will play College of Idaho Thursday, March 7th, which is in three days, which is Thursday, <laughs> at 10.15 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. I don't, I don't know where you're at listening to this. I don't know what it is for you, but Central Standard Time is going to be March 7th, Thursday at 10.15 a.m. The Voorhees College Tigers will be playing College of Idaho in the first round of the NAIA D2 National Tournament. But there you have it, man. I Look... I appreciate you guys rocking with me. Again, I'm sorry for no visuals. I'm trying hard as hell to get my YouTube uh, viewers, you know, actual visuals. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to wait for the podcast room to get done. I don't know if I'm going to find a new spot. Again, I don't know. But I'm definitely working hard to get us, I mean, to to get me back. You can see my face, my my beautiful, sexy face. (laughs) But this is the Unpopular Podcast. Uh, I want to thank you guys for rocking me. Thank you guys for listening. And until next time, man, much love. Yeah, we are gathered in today for somebody that didn't really did a lot for me and my niggas. Way on the top with me and my niggas. Everybody by your head and tear the whole city. Rest in peace to the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Me and my niggas came and shut that bitch down. You know the club got my name on the parking spot. All of you niggas about to hate on us now. Rest in peace to the parking lot. Quick, you found us. Yeah. As you can see.
one doing the eulogy ain't no way to try to survive Hell nah, that music be moving the whole community That bitch ain't about to come back alive Rest in peace to the parking lot, yeah, yeah. Me and my 